Startup Life Hacks, episode 18. Whenever I make a mistake or I'm feeling dumb or I've screwed something up, instead of telling myself I'm bad or I'm a bad person, I tell myself it's okay, I'm learning right now, it's part of the process. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I am excited to introduce you to our next guest, Derek Laudermilk. Derek is one crazy dude. After graduating from Montana State in 2014, he went on a little adventure to explore the world. And by little, I mean traveling to 27 different countries and visiting all 50 states. He is also the host of his own show, The Art of Adventure Podcast whose main goal is to teach others how to learn what they need to know to navigate each new ecosystem of life. Derek, there's some pretty cool stuff happening with you right now. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and let's dive deeper into this new ecosystem of life. Ramel, well, thank you for that great introduction. Um, Really, it's a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, I'm talking to you from Bali. I know you're in uh, beautiful San Diego and uh, I have settled here in Bali. Uh, I've been on the road for about two years and I was attempting to copy Tim Ferriss's uh, (laughs) suggestions in the four-hour work week and um, (laughs) run a business from various excellent locations around the world. And uh, thus I find myself in Bali learning to surf and do yoga and uh, it's, it's been a great journey so far. Now, what is this ecosystem of life that you were talking about earlier? Well, in my life, I have had several different careers, which um, you and I were talking about before the show. You have this podcast, but you're also a grad student, but you're also an electrical engineer. And it's kind of been the same for me. I've been a scientist, uh, as you mentioned. Um, I discovered a new species in 2012 in the hot springs of Yellowstone National Park. Uh, Before that, I was a cyclist full-time. I was living in Boulder, Colorado, and I was racing 60 to 70 days a year as a a cyclist. And now I consider myself to be a teacher of sorts. You know, I host the podcast and I coach and I speak about adventure and the amazing things that it gives you. And so I've learned to transition, you know, between these different career ecosystems, if you will, from professional sports to science to podcasting or, or internet marketing. There's, um, I don't know exactly how to, um, put myself in a box these days, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's, and that's been the, the fun part is, is learning each new ecosystem, if you will. And that's pretty cool. You're like a jack of all trades. You know, what's really funny is that I heard that term as a kid and I would tell people, they, they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, ah, I'm going to be a jack of all trades. I didn't even know what that meant. I just liked, it sounded cool. Um, and I, I actually thought it had something to do with playing cards because the the, the jack 
Um, <laughs> so, so maybe I thought I was going to be a professional gambler or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy being uh, well versed in a lot of topics. So you mentioned Tim Ferriss. Was he your main idol when you're growing up, or was it someone else who you kind of looked up to? Well, growing up, I looked up to astronauts a lot, and I also looked up to the the great explorers of of history, guys like Columbus and Magellan, all the way up to Charles Darwin and those guys that were they were physically exploring the globe, and then of course astronauts they're they're exploring outer space, and so that was important to me as a kid. I was always um, I was always off on my own going and observing the natural world. And um, so so those types of people were my heroes, ones that were setting off where where no man had gone before. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome because all of them, I mean, you got to shoot for the stars, right? Exactly. Yeah. What are your favorite, favorite hobbies? Well, I try to learn a lot of new things. And uh, actually, this, this this is kind of interesting, but... Uh, I've been doing a lot of dancing here in in Bali, and uh, there's a type of dancing where it's like a giant sober electronic music dance party uh, that they oh. have <laughs> they have on Sunday mornings, and you just kind of go and you just like dance like crazy for a couple hours. But what that's let me do is be more creative in other parts of my life, more creative when I'm writing or when I'm podcasting, and. Uh, I'm pretty so I'm pretty excited about that. That's a pretty new thing that I've been doing here. Awesome. Now we are now going to concentrate on how you started your business in this so-called four-hour work week. So, what strategies did you use to fund your business? As I mentioned, when I was in grad school for microbiology, or maybe we talked about this ahead of time, I was in grad school and I was experimenting with a lot of different businesses. I had experience as a cyclist. So I started coaching athletes, cyclists, runners, and triathletes. So I started selling other people's sporting equipment on eBay. I started teaching artists how to uh, build an online presence so they could sell their art online. So I was doing all these various different things, just sort of dabbling in the business model that I could take with me when I started traveling. And I arrived at uh, cycling coaching as the first business that I would bring with me while I was um, traveling abroad. So in 2014, I hit the road and I had about, I don't know, a very minimal amount of clients. I had four or five clients. I was making, you know, less than $1,500 a month, but that's enough to sustainably travel in Asia forever. And then business ideas evolved from there. The podcast came a little bit later after that. You know, I'm kind of curious. Did you do all this on your own? I did, yeah. And so, um, I, in in reading about business models and thinking about my personality, and you know, I like attention. And so, I uh, I heard about the rock star business model, which is basically where you use your personality and your personal brand as the business. So, so you cannot be commoditized. You can't be replaced. And I kind of like that idea because there's so many things that uh, people will innovate a technology and someone will come in and copy it and improve upon it so quickly that you constantly have to be innovating. But as, as, the, as the rock star is, you know, they, they're just themselves and, and really no one can copy them. And so they always have a unique value proposition, essentially. Um, 
so that's that's the the model that I decided I would take for my business and for myself. And that's really cool that you mentioned that is because this is the same advice that I give to people all the time. Invest in yourself, in your self-development. Like don't don't buy, you know, like these nice cars because people could take that away from you, but people can't take away you. So invest in you. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's really been, you know, I do a lot of reading myself and doing doing self-development also helps you help other people more because you are able to provide the right answer uh, when they're looking for something or, um, you know, point them in the right direction. Uh, if someone's like, oh, I really am struggling with my relationship with my co-founder, you have, you know, you've already done some work on yourself, so you know where to point them. And that's, that's a really cool feeling as well. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Now, describe a moment in your startup when you felt like giving up. What was it that kept you going and who and what motivated you to keep trying? Oh my gosh. The first time I tried to record a podcast, I was in a crappy hotel room in Saigon in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And I was super excited. I had a quite famous pro athlete on the phone and uh, the interview went great. And I realized that I had not recorded his half of the audio. Oh, uh, I I didn't I don't even really know how that happened. Um, but as I played back the audio, it was just me talking to nobody, and I was so embarrassed. I thought that I would just scrap the whole project and never talk to anyone again because I didn't want to <laughs> make the same mistake. Um, so it took me two months to get over that and try again to record, start recording interviews again. Now, did you get in contact with that same guy? I didn't try to interview him again, actually. I just sort of, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing, <laughs> just sort of ignored it. And we, we're still friends on Instagram, but uh, he's probably like wondering where the hell that interview went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us a story about a great success you've had as an entrepreneur. Well, and you might have experienced this as well. The first time as a podcaster, someone comes up to you and they say, hey, I recognize your voice. Are you the host of The Art of Adventure? And then, you know, it's, it's like your first mini celebrity <laughs> moment um, to, to be recognized by your voice. That that was just was so cool. And then to hear, you know, that I'm helping this woman in her career uh, and, and she's inspired and she listens to my show regularly that's just it makes it it makes it all worth it you know so for anyone listening if you like anyone's podcast especially Romel's and you're listening to this <laughs> go find go stalk him and find him in the grocery store and tell him how much you love him <laughs> yeah San Diego where you at <laughs> where do you see your company five years from now yeah that's a good question I get a lot of value and um really brings me a lot of happiness to create communities and experiences for people um, that leave them with these great memories because, of course, good memories are the best part of life, um, these good experiences, these adventures. And so I would like to have either a, a series of, of retreats of uh, short, maybe week-long programs around the globe, sort of adventure-style retreats for entrepreneurs. Uh, and probably uh, one larger conference for lifestyle entrepreneurs and adventurers and entrepreneurs to come together 
and learn from each other and do some amazing activities at the same time because you know we have now access to this infinite knowledge but we don't exactly know what to do with it so meeting the right people at the right time is so key these days and so that's what i want to do what i want to facilitate those opportunities to meet mentors to meet collaborators and to create these amazing uh, adventure experiences with other people. Amazing. Now, we're now going to enter something unique. We're entering the superhero round. Mm. So what is your entrepreneurial superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? Okay, I like this. Is, this is fun. This is a good, uh, <laughs> fun little thought experiment. <laughs> um, I would probably say that skill acquisition is my greatest strength because I've worked in so many different fields and I've studied so many different things. I'm able to take new knowledge and, and assimilate it into my existing knowledge. So I have this, this, you know, framework of how things work. I have studied biology and physiology and then the business world and relationships and all these things. And they, they're all, you know, part of just the study of life. Right. And mm -hmm. So, and I'm always challenging myself. I'm always trying to learn something new physically, like surfing here in Bali, so that the the way that I learn, I'm constantly throwing out what doesn't work and keeping what's good. So I would say learning and, and skill acquisition would be my uh, superpower. Now, you can't have a superpower without a kryptonite. So what is your kryptonite? Ugh, this one's easy. You probably know that there's so many good ideas out there and they all seem so tempting and so perfect when you hear about them. And uh, the problem is that there's too many to actually do in a lifetime. And so knowing which one to choose or starting one and then changing your mind and starting another thing, I have a lot of unfinished projects. Um, so good ideas are my kryptonite uh, because I get so enticed by them. <laughs> <laughs> Or you know what you could do? You could write a book about all your ideas and then someone else can, you know, read it and start a business. Yeah, I'll, I would give you away, away my ideas because if someone wants to make them happen, then that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Okay, we're talking about super, 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 real super. Um, like any any superpower. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I probably would have said flying, but I, I think what I'll say today is uh, the ability to heal myself and other people because that basically eliminates any excuses or barriers. Um, and I'm talking like physical injuries or like emotional trauma, like whatever it is that's getting in the way of you doing your best work. I would like to be able to just touch you and have it go away. That would be pretty sweet. Nice. Now, we're now entering the final questions of the interview, and these are really the tools that you would recommend to our listeners to make them rise to their feet and get started. So what is one favorite tool that you use in your business and would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, and since, um, since I'm based in Bali and I've recorded interviews from, I don't know, at least five countries and uh, dozens of U.S. states, uh, the time zone issue and the scheduling is so mind-boggling if you try to do it yourself. So I use uh, Schedule Once, which uh, takes care of all the time zone conversion for me. And that was probably the best investment I made. It's like $20 a month. And 
Uh, I just send people this link and they sign up. And uh, then when I next time I see them, uh, we're having a conversation. So it's perfect. I have another one, which is uh, what I use for my social media scheduling, which is called Meet Edgar. And that one's cool because whenever you create a blog post or a podcast or, or anything, um, you can archive it and schedule it to be retweeted or re-Facebooked sometime in the future. So, so you don't lose anything once you've already created it, which is nice. Now, what is your favorite book? Well, that is a tough question because my goal for this year, 2015, is to read at least 100 books. And oh. I'm at 90 or so right now. I'm, I think I'm going to make it. Um, and I've read a lot of amazing books this year. But the number one book that I recommend to people is called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And if she had a nickel for every time I recommended it, she would have lots of nickels by now. <laughs> um, and, and the reason why I like this book is because whether you feel like you are really smart or not smart, it, whatever, whatever you feel, it will help you because it's, it's, a, it's a great reminder that most of the things you succeed at are not by God-given talent alone, but by rather hard work and learning and feedback and this whole process. And, and so that's a, that's a good reminder for, for people that everything comes easy to them. It's not that you're you know God's gift to the world. It's that you've probably been trying hard your whole life. Or if you felt uh, inferior or dumb at something, it's, it's probably all in your mind as well. And if you stick with something, then you will get better at it. And so it's perfect for everyone. So that's, that's my favorite book to recommend. Yeah, and it really dives deep into like, you're not perfect. There's always room for improvement. Exactly. And whenever I make a mistake or I'm feeling dumb or I've screwed something up, instead of telling myself I'm bad or I'm a bad person, I tell myself it's okay. I'm learning right now. It's part of the process. Now, what would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail? I mentioned that I would like to have a huge global conference for adventurers and entrepreneurs. And I would probably actually go on more adventures myself climb more mountains or do more expeditions out in the wilderness if I knew that it wasn't going to distract me from the work that I'm doing. You mean 27 countries and 50 states isn't enough? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always had this weird fascination with trekking across the Sahara Desert on camels from Morocco, so sort of in the west, all the way over to Egypt and seeing the pyramids. And so maybe I would do that. Maybe I would, uh, maybe I would make a film about that if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag life goals. Exactly. Now, after going through all of the failures, all of the successes that you've had thus far, what is one startup life hack that you can share with our listeners? I do, I do an annual review each year where I look at what worked and what didn't work, and I set goals for the next year, and then pretty much every day I'm uh, reminding myself of those goals so that I can make sure I'm on the right track. And it's really surprising how much you can do in one year. And, and you probably know a, a full year of grad school, you, you learn eight classes worth of stuff and you're, you know, you've created your podcast and you're working full time. And there's all these, these things and you get to the end of the year and you're like, wow, I cannot believe that I've done so much. But on a day-to-day -day level, we get to bedtime and we look at our to-do list and we've crossed off half the stuff and we think, 
ah, I should have done more today. I worked so hard, but I, I think I could have done more. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have spent so long checking my emails or, or whatever it was. And you feel guilty. And yet at the end of the year, you accomplish so much. So my point is that you should be patient and sort of let yourself off the hook, even if you don't finish your to-do list for the day, because entrepreneurship and starting a business or whatever it is, these projects are, are years long projects and consistency and patience, like basically clocking in and doing the work every day is what would get you there over the long run. So uh, keeping that big picture perspective is uh, quite helpful for me at least. So give our listeners one action step that they can do right now to get started. Okay, well this, um, because I've got the, the rock star business model going, I have to try to be charismatic whenever I'm in a social situation. And basically whenever I leave my house, I pretend like I'm the most charismatic person in the world. Usually I'm thinking of Will Smith or Bill Clinton or someone like that. So I do some power posing and just standing with, with my arms spread and hands up. smiling yep. hands up. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, that makes you both feel more confident and people see you and you have, you have good posture so that you appear more confident. So then when you start to engage with people, uh, they're receptive to building the relationship with you. They're more willing to say yes if you're hoping that they'll, I don't know, hire you for coaching or if you want to start a joint venture with them, then they've already given you this benefit of, of liking you. So it's, it's, such a, it's such a silly thing, but presenting yourself physically as charismatic, confident, and likable um, goes a long way to making business deals work out. So that's, that's what I would say have this confident posture and power pose before you go out and smile. <laughs> now, how can we follow you, you know, if you want to know more about the art of adventure or exactly where you're staying at? Yeah, I'm at Derek Loudermilk on Twitter and Instagram, and I have uh, posted a lot of things that are happening here in Bali. Of course, you already mentioned my show, The Art of Adventure. That's for free on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. And uh, feel free to email me. If you have any questions or advice about running a business from anywhere in the world, uh, Derek at DerekLoudermilk.com is my email. And those are the main, the main ones. So thank you, Derek, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneurial journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding. Yes. <laughs> I love that Thanks, one. Derek. Thank you, Romel. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Derek as well as the tools and books he recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash Derek. That's D-E-R-E-K. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Invest in yourself. You can buy all of the nice material things in life, such as a fancy sports car, a large house, but all of these things can be taken away from you. No one can take away yourself away from you. So invest in you. Expand your mind by reading books, listening to podcasts, take self-development courses. I cannot stress this enough. Invest in yourself by traveling the world like what Derek has done. 
experience different cultures, and immerse yourself in what this world has to offer. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you, and if you like what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe and show us some love by giving a rating and review on iTunes. And for more inspiration, go to startuplifehacks.com. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.